Okay, Dan, so the big election is coming up. And as you know, I want to run for this big election and win. So we're going to need to come up with some really great campaign ideas, you know, different platforms yeah. that I can... Uh, we can do this. Promote. So let, let's just start spitballing different kind of ideas, you know, maybe like, what do the people want? What do the people need? Right. Okay. Okay. So I think we should start with renaming Wednesday Tuesday and renaming <laughs> Tuesday... Wednesday? Wednesday. <laughs> holy shit so wait 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 so it's monday wednesday tuesday thursday friday saturday sunday wow i love it i love it all right write it down it's up on the board (laughs) okay my big issue i think is that dogs need more hats so i'm gonna have Mm. to have every dog mandatorily have some kind of hat but we are going to provide through taxpayer dollars of course the opportunity for every dog to have a hat Okay. So, you know, I don't want to set up a law that's going to be like, oh, you set up this law and I can't get a hat for my dog. Like, no, no, no. The government's going to provide these hats for your dogs. So you're going to be covered there. <laughs> a, a hat for every dog and a foot for every ass. Yeah, baby. What are you, Red Foreman? <laughs> <laughs> hey, everybody. Welcome to the Indie Film Review. This is a podcast where we review independent films in a presidential manner. Vote for Dan. That's Dan there doing the the mouth music. And uh, also me, Jared. Hi, I'm also on the podcast. Dan, why are we so electoral today? So we watched a film this week um, called About One in a Million. And uh, who sent it to us? What is the film about? Who are you? Yes, it was sent to us by Matthew Adair. Thank you, Matthew. This is a uh, mockumentary, even though whenever you click on the YouTube link, um, it says a documentary. Oh, it's trying to trick you. Trying to trick you, yes. Um, I don't know. I'm okay with being tricked sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, I'm fine with being tricked. As long as the trick comes with a treat, then I'm in. (laughs) Anyways, this film is like a guy is trying to get elected for, was it school board, I believe? Yes, yes. He's in the running for an election, which, I mean, I I love the fact that it was just some, like, arbitrary position. It wasn't like a big campaign. Like, it's like, this guy is mm-hmm. just a, a run-of-the-bill nobody who's trying to get on school board. That's, that's, that's yes, the gist yeah, of what Yeah, pretty is. much. In his, this, in his town, Clinton Township, I guess. Yeah. He's and, just there. And the, uh, the 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 film is basically this this filmmaker has been hired to um, help him and film his no budget campaign from start to finish. And Matthew Adair, I believe, plays himself. Chad Jablonski is the the guy running. They they take off and they they start to they start to get people trickling into their their oh, web trickling trickling oh, into their web yes. of deceit and lies the the main players i see is like chad and then there's daniel who's like the dan is like the antithesis of chad who's kind of like i'm here to help but like over the course of time i'm like i'm not really starting to agree with like what's going on in yeah. this campaign it's kind of falling apart then there's like the money manager guy i forget his name phil uh yeah phil so there's a couple players going around in this movie anyways Dan, yes. question for you. Mm-hmm. Black and white. This film's in black and white. Didn't understand it. 
I don't know why I said that <laughs> like that. I said it really weird. But what did, do you think it added to the film? No. What do you think? No? I didn't understand why it was in black and white. It didn't detract from the film. I think it just makes the film look better. It, I think it's just, it was like a safe bet. We were like, okay. well, I mean, Fair this enough. is a pretty, we're using low budget equipment. Uh, let's just make it look black and white. I don't know. Here's the deal. It didn't detract from the film, but it didn't add to the film. I'm just like, okay, yeah. black and white. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel the same way. How did you feel about the runtime? Mm. Well, it ran and then it kept running. Well, it's a two hour film is why I say yes. that. Because that's too long for any, it's too long for movies I like. Yeah. It's too long for films that are like triple A budget. You're like, God damn, just come on. And I don't think this film had any business being that long. I feel like it was the case of uh, you don't want to kill your babies, right? You, yeah. you do all this footage and you're yeah, like, oh, that's, that's exactly every scene is thinking. good. I want everything yeah. to be in the film. Like, no, no, no. You need to, the editor needs to chop the things up. Um, what's interesting about this movie is it incorporated the whole COVID-19 mm-hmm. dealio because this is clearly it was filming before COVID and then after COVID because yeah. there's a huge time jump where the characters even look totally different. Yeah. Like the main character, Chad, he has like blonde hair and his beard is shorter and everything else. And they kind of like put that into the film. I almost feel like the quality of how everything looked actually increased a little more mm. once we cut to... Yeah. I did notice that. I think it maybe was like the first 30 minutes and then they're like, okay, we cut. And then now it's like, we're doing that. So, well, speaking on that, how did you feel about the camera quality? I'll say, I feel like it was rough. There was definitely a lot of issues with that. Were you able to look past some of the issues? Yes. I'm always able quality to look past. and yes. okay. Okay. Always able to look past the camera quality. It does. It didn't bother me because like you said, it did get better, but it like, for what this film is, you know, it's mm-hmm. like a low budget campaign, not just a yes. low budget film, but a low budget campaign. And this guy's trying to do everything for free and he's poor as hell and he like can't afford to do anything on his own. My thing was, I'm fine with it looking a certain way. It's just when the film looked good, I was like, oh, why can't the film look like this all the time? And then you cut to like a different angle of the same scene and then it's like artifacting and it's the camera's like so messy or it's like underexposed. And I'm just like, what, what happened? I'm thinking it's two different cameras, two different types of Mm -hmm. cameras that they were using. That's if it was all looking one way, it would have been way better. If it was all looking the other way, it would have looked way better. Either one or the other. I'm indifferent about that. Uh, It was taking me out of it. It was a little distracting. I do appreciate because there are certain scenes where they have a dual camera thing where they're cutting between it when he's giving one. He's practicing one of his speeches and the camera seamlessly cuts. What's up? You need to watch more Dogma 95 films. Okay. All right. Let's hear it. I'm just saying that like the camera quality of those films always is janky in their amazing films. So it's like. Okay, that's why okay. that's why camera quality like as much as I love good cinematography and good camera work and like the way cameras look I'm okay with how however a camera looks because I it just the, the the spirit of filmmaking is there. I agree but also I think when you're jumping around like that and it's I don't know if it's intentional or not. I think you're you are handicapping yourself to where you need to make everything else 
better by comparison, right? So the story has to be really good. The storyboarding has to be really good. The mise-en-scene, all that stuff has to carry it rather than like, because I was just getting distracted. It, it was like taking away from the dialogue. Mm, yeah, no, that's a fair assessment. Do you have any like good dogma? Was it called 95? Yeah. Oh, dude, like the first two, um, Festin. Festin is my favorite. Do- it's like, I think it's the Festin. first one. Festin. It, it's called The Celebration, but in, in Danish, it's Festin. Oh, it is, yes. It is wonderful. I love it. I love it. I just want to try to make you seem as pretentious as possible. Uh, like talking about your, well, your um, Danish I mean, film. Like, <laughs> no, I'll watch it too. I'm right there with you. Honestly, um, talking about films are very pretentious because it's, it's, it's fucking Lars von Trier and his buddy Thomas Vinterberg who like made up these fucking stupid rules. It's like, we're tired of cinema, so we're going to make up all these rules that we have to follow. And they break all the rules immediately. <laughs> So they, they set make up, all their own they, rules they, they and they set up break all these them? parameters and they break all the rules and they still make these incredible films. But oh, I love it but so much because it's Von Trier. He's a very pretentious filmmaker. He's a psycho. <laughs> I love him. He's such a weirdo. And like the whole movement came out. They, they were drinking together one night. They're like, you know what would be cool if and then they drunkenly put together these rules. That's, that's where all the best things come from. Is being hammered with your friends at the pub. This film is not... It might be a Dogma 95 film, but I don't think they were trying to... I think they should put that label on it (laughs) (laughs) and cover their bases. Now, the other issue I have with this film is the camera work is also iffy. So it's not just the camera quality. It is where they're pointing the camera because there are certain scenes, especially in the car. There are several car scenes where the camera is bouncing around and that's because they're in an actual moving car. So I understand that, but it was making me car sick and I wasn't in that car. Was there anything like that? That was uh, detrimental to you? No, no. you were fine. Um, with all? Okay. He, it, he shook it, his head by the way. Yeah. My bad. No, it, it um, I, I chalk that up to like, okay, you have Matthew, the filmmaker and campaign manager, and he's helping out, but he has a team of like two other guys that are operating cameras, which that doesn't necessarily get said at all until maybe the very end, whenever one of I them quits. I didn't realize that. Yeah. I mean, who's filming some of the, like anytime that, anytime that Matt's on camera and he has a camera, who's filming, right? You're right. You're right. You're so, right. I mean, it, it, it didn't d- detract from my enjoyment, I guess. No. That the mystery of like who has the camera, but you know, just um, things you gotta think about. I'm not saying it should detract from your enjoyment, but Jared, it's a mockumentary. There's comedy involved. I'm not gonna ask you how you like the comedy. I'm going to ask you how many times did you laugh? I wasn't okay. I wasn't laughing. I was I laughed a couple times. But I will say that there were a few things here and there that I liked. And I'm like, ooh, let's go into this direction. Yeah. Or let's let's just have more of this. And then it would we just keep moving. And I'm like, ah. I felt like there was a lot of rambling going on. There and is a in lot between of those rambles, there was like one good line. You're like, oh man, I wish this scene was just built around this line. So here's what I'll say, just to build on top of that, is I feel like a lot of the scenes in this movie don't have they don't almost like in improv like what the game is like what do you, what is the goal yeah, of whatever the, the scene is you're yeah. doing so in each scene i don't know what the characters want out of that scene so usually if you okay you have these two people this person is trying to convince this person to not date his sister and the other guy i don't know he just wants to get this ham sandwich 
that's underneath the seat of the couch. He doesn't really care about what's going on. It's like you're trying to figure out what are the goals? Do they get their goals or not? You know, or do we learn anything? And I feel like there's so many scenes where it's just too repetitive or mm. we're getting too much of the same. And it's it's sacrificed to like, well, OK, we have a funny gag. Let's do the gag instead of us getting to know the characters and like yeah, understanding them a little more. That's exactly where I thought it was going as well. Like the just you can tell that there were jokes written and the the punchline. So the punchline's written, but we didn't quite build the joke to deliver the punchline in the way that it should have. Mm. So some of these punchlines, like they're they're funny to me. I like like I said, I laughed I laughed enough in this film. Most of the laughter was just kind of groaning, like, oh, <laughs> like, like kind of like that kind of laughter. Like, meh. More smiles than anything. Yeah. Okay, so we're going to spoil this movie. Uh, if you would like to see it, it is on YouTube. I don't know if it is. I think it is just out there. Yeah. About one in a million. If you search that and then documentary at the end, you will find it on YouTube. From 32 Degrees is the YouTube uh, page. But anyways, a couple gags I liked. The trick mugs thing. When so when his campaign manager <laughs> is talking with Chad and then he spills the coffee on himself, and that looked like I don't know. Do you think that was a gag? It looked like it looked pretty real. Yeah. They did a pretty good job with him fucking it, that up and spilling coffee on himself. But he was like, "Is this a trick mug?" And he keeps looking. And it's like, "No, you idiot! It's not a trick mug." He's like, "We can't have you doing things like this when we're out and about talking with people. It's going to be embarrassing." And he's like, well, I can't be drinking out of these trick mugs. So there was a few things like that. Really quick, um, just to set up what this film, like, just kind of, like, get the point of this film. I think it would help. Sure. So the dynamic of this film is, it's, it's, it has a clear message. Like, I do appreciate this film's message, which is, like, you have a politician with... Or politicious. A politicious? You have a politicious and he's super disrespectful. <laughs> politicious. And he's very fergalicious. You have a politician, super ambitious politician, lots of ideas, but absolutely no experience, right? That sounds familiar. Yes. Lots of insane ideas. The, the media knows how to market it. The guy, the cameraman comes in and starts immediately acting as campaign manager without even being asked to. Which is funny because the whole film is framed as like the filmmaker didn't want to do this in the first place, but he's instrumental in the whole fucking thing. So I did like that. Yeah. So you have the media running things. Then you have all the campaign helpers that literally have no fucking idea what they are in it for. They have no... They don't even know what they're doing. Exactly. So <laughs> they, they haven't been given any direction. They'll like ask them like, hey, so how... How is like what you're doing going? So, They're like, you I haven't told me to do anything. Exactly. I can appreciate <laughs> what is being said here in terms of American politics. Cause like, it's a fucking mm -hmm. shit show. Every goddamn, every goddamn run of presidents or run of the um, election coming up this year, like every fucking time campaigns do this. And I see and appreciate that. There's one thing that made me laugh throughout the entire thing was I, I think that they almost sound like they almost sound like dynasty warriors sound effects, but like there's these crowds, like these crowds screaming. Oh my God. <laughs> I loved that. So there's a, the intro <laughs> gag is like Chad is going up these stairs and he goes to deliver the speech and he's reading the speech off of his phone. And at first I thought that wasn't intentional. And then later on you realize, no, this guy is so lazy that he won't memorize his own yeah. speeches. And that's why it's on his phone. And he's giving this big speech and you keep hearing these that like the shitty sound effect of like, yay, 
yay! Like people clapping, people clapping. And then when they turn to the audience, there's one guy in the audience yeah. and he's clapping. <laughs> Like oh my god! I mean, so and like, so, so, but the, the, to me, that is that like TV shows have like Community has done that, Psych has mm-hmm, done that. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. there's so many parodies of campaign. Like that specific joke has become cliche to me, but I still, I still like you need to have it almost every single time you have a, a film that's making fun of campaigns. the The sound effects they're like just they're just shoehorned in, and they sound so shitty that. Be, to me, they became a parody of themselves, and that's why I liked them because it just kept coming back, like throughout the entire film. I'm like, this See, is ridiculous. I'm laughing about it now, but while I was watching it, I was not enjoying it. Okay. And I think maybe I was. I think other aspects of it were making me grumpy pants to where I couldn't. I couldn't enjoy the absurdity of how just slapdash the sound effects were. So you have this candidate, and his ideas are. Let's say bad. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so one of the things is, it wasn't funny, but it was it was so ludicrous. Okay, so his 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 idea is for school board, like we're gonna get kids out of the classrooms and into the workforce as early as the second grade. Yeah, vocational schools, which is basically going to work for companies uh, who don't have to pay. I don't them. even know if he's gonna. Yeah, not even gonna pay them. Yeah. Uh, so I wish more of it was focused on how absurd some of this stuff is and build on it more. Mm. Um, Cause one of his things was just like, I'm going to force everyone to have abortions. Like no one's going to be able to have a kid, but it's like, there's nowhere for that joke to go. It's mm. just like, okay, I've said that now it's over. I, I don't know. Just like maybe sillier. Cause well, yeah, I feel like sillier, the sillier would work, but he... his platforms were so dark and fucked up. I guess that is a class of humor is the dark humor there, mm. but there are just moments in it where you find out that like, oh, Chad's been doing drugs or Chad has been abusing his staff. And instead of us seeing that on the screen, characters just tell us that and we're like, oh, okay, we find out or whatever. I, I just, I wanted to, he should have been like a buffoon or a clown. Mm-hmm. And he was, he was like way more like put together. I don't know. It's like one instance he was like a normal, oh, every man. And he's just, he's like a normal guy with these awful ideas. And then other times he's like, well, okay, so am I, am I making sense? Yes, you are. Here, let me <sighs> let me let me come to the film's defense here. Everything that you've said so far, I can I can agree with, but I think the humor in the film, standing by itself, works. Everything worked for me except for one thing of humor. Like if I could cut this joke out of the movie, I don't think it needed to be there. I'm okay with anything else and everything else, even though it was just mostly groany humor. But the, the the joke that seemed like it was kind of forced in was whenever Dan's like, yeah, I'm going to quit the campaign because you're you're insane and Matt's been sexually assaulting me the whole time. Why? why what? It's so random. Yeah. And then they do like a montage of him like grabbing his butt. Yeah. And it, like the camera's all blurry and I'm just like, So I that don't, was the only joke that I'm I like, don't know. we don't need this joke. Every other joke made sense. Yeah. Even if you did the joke... Just cut to him grabbing his butt like one time. Don't like do an entire montage of it. I think the a real big thing with this, talking this out with you, is the pacing of a lot of the jokes. Because mm-hmm. I think uh, there are some there is some good stuff here. It's just it gives it too much breathing room. Yeah, you really need to just keep things well, going. And there's not enough plot in this film, really, because a lot of it's just like he's he goes campaign stumping. He talks with his guys. Sometimes he'll be talking with someone, and they will cut. Like mid sentence, like some this editing is like out of control where they do, they'll cut away from people talking or they'll cut 
it's it's the same shot and they'll cut and then cut right back to that same shot and he's talking about something completely different. And I don't know if that's done for laughs or not, but it I, I didn't know. take it that way. So here here's a few here's a few great scenes that I really enjoyed. All right. Um there's one where he's like on the campaign trail and he he's out there trying to talk to people, get to know the people like that's that's a big mission throughout his entire campaign. It's like I need to get there. They need to see me. They need to hear me. They need to interact with me and they'll love me. Mm -hmm. And the first time he goes out, there's like this group of people like 50 yards away and he's just looking at them. And he just gives up. He's like, yeah, they don't want to hear what I have to say. I'm They're like, so far away. <laughs> that, that made me laugh. I liked when the campaign manager is driving uh, when he first drives and he's like talking to the camera guy or whatever. And then he pulls up and he goes, oh, shit. And he like hits something on the, the driveway. Uh -huh. He goes, I probably won't notice. And then he says that again much later on. He does the exact same thing. But during that speech, because like he's like, ah, oh, you know, everything kind of failed, whatever. I'm trying to move on with it. He's like, I've been trying to better myself. You know, I'm not drinking as much. I'm not drinking on Tuesdays, so, you know, there's that one day I won't be doing that, and uh, I think it's really helping. And that was good. Yeah. I like that. And then he does the thing where he, he hits the carpet and goes, oh, shit. He's like, oh, I probably won't notice. <laughs> another, another one I like is the cereal gag. Like, they all they all meet at uh, Chad's house for breakfast and, like, planning, and he pulls out cereal, and he gives them all Cheerios, oh, no. but then yeah. he brings out a jug of water and pours water into all the cereal. <laughs> and well, then he's like, this is like that whiplash moment, though, okay. where he tells him, like, well, hey, can I have milk? And he just, he loses his mind. He goes into, like, a rage. Chad does. Yeah. And this is the first time you see this character act this way. And I'm like, where did this come from? Mm -hmm. He hasn't been like this the entire time. So it felt like this was just for this gag. And now they're like, oh, actually, he's very violent and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, we could have had this throughout, like, building... There's, there's no, like, uh, incline of him creeping up to be this awful, terrible human being. It just kind of, this scene shows it, and the next scene might not. He might be a totally different it's guy. It's implied through his policies. Like, he has I such, mean, his policies are pretty vile. Yeah, he has such radical views of the world, and he behaves like a regular person. Mm -hmm. So it's like... I don't know, like that, that to me that didn't bother me because that that just spoke more to his character. Like he has these weird outbursts, like that one where he starts doing cocaine and like forcing the kids to write his campaign signs. Like another whiplash moment, but I'm like, what the what is this? <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> I wish the like while the documentary was going on, we could have learned more about Chad because of course, like he is the main character. Mm. So understanding his motivation of why he's this fucked up and weird. Would have been interesting. And then maybe the campaign manager, because I thought he was a very interesting char character with the embezzling of the money. Uh, we could have had him showing up with like um, like a gold necklace or like he, now he's got like a fancy car. I mean, I mean, budgetary reasons. Yes. Yeah. But like we could have there could have been a lot of ways we could have shown that he had, he had acquired a lot of money. But, you know, uh, it's not really talking about where he got that from. So missed opportunities, I guess is what I'm saying. Dan. Yes. Final thoughts. What do you think? What do you think, Dan? Cut, cut your babies out. Like re rework it. Cut them up. Rework it. Um, there's, there's potential here. I'll say that. I, I think there's always going to be potential for a movie like this one that kind of makes a comment on the political race of, you know, democracy. Um, like I said, I really appreciate 
the structure in terms of how these characters are written and what they stand for and what their symbol, like what they're figures for in like, you know, if we're looking at this as a social construct, but I think your, your assessment of him being just absolutely more buffoonish maybe would have helped. There was just no real hook to like, keep me invested in the film. I will say my, my favorite gag, and I have to applaud him for this Dan is this the, the antithesis character, like you were saying, but Dan is the first one who joins because he was the first person in the park that was applauding at the very first scene. Yeah. So he joins the, the club and then he starts to realize that, oh, this guy's a fucking crazy person. And he's like, what, do you not agree with me? And then he's like, what, are you going to run for school board? He's like, maybe I will run for run for school board. He said that as a threat, basically. But he so Chad schedules a debate anyway. And. He he starts debating Dan. And they force him to do a debate. Like I feel like they did it against his will. Yes, like they were yes. like holding him against yes. his will. And to do this so that's debate. what sets it up. And then he, Chad would say something, and he'd be like, "What do you have to say about that, Dan?" And then he's, Dan's like, "I'm not running for school board." And then Chad's like, "Not even running for school board." And then he goes to his next point, <laughs> like it matters. And he, that happens like a couple. Times. I liked it when he called when he called that guy Dan. He's like, these violent, aggressive, radical centrists. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. So yeah, some good ideas in there. You, The editing really needs to be worked on. You cannot cut. It's very difficult to do this. You can't cut to the same angle again within the same scene. You can't cut someone's dialogue midway through unless it's on purpose or it's some other kind of gag. There are, there are moments where... Like, I hear the cameraman saying, okay, go, like, telling them to start talking now, like, while they're filming it. And it's like, there's, like, artifacting with the visuals, they're artifacting with the audio. There's problems. It's got problems. And it needs to be cut a lot shorter. And I know that's a lot. The only thing that I say... Dan's looking at me. (laughs) But it's like, I have to say this. No, 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 no. I I, I agree. Like, things need to be said. Like if you you want your film to be watched right like that's the whole purpose yeah. of making films so like the constructive criticism i appreciate but number one they don't have to do shit right like they can break as many rules sure. as they want number two what is going to make this film watchable is just cutting the length out like not that it's not watchable right now but like it'll it'll make it more palatable because like jared said even the movies that i want to watch like if they have like a two and a half hour wait time i'm like ah oh, man like that's a significant portion of my time, you know? So like it, it takes, it takes, um, you know, planning and effort to set down for a movie like that. Mm hmm. Yeah. And of course they don't have to do anything. I fucking say, (laughs) (laughs) this is my opinion. Uh, all right, we're done. Stick a fork in me. I'm not trying to throw you under the bus either. Like I, I agree with, no, I know. No, I get it. You hate me. And yeah. this is your way of showing it. Yes, yes, I do. Um, again, great ideas. People, I'm going to say watch the film anyway. Like, he is putting his film out there for you, a test audience, so you can tell him, hey, I like this idea, this idea, like we're doing. And then he can mm-hmm. become better. So, like, everybody should watch it. Everybody should support independent films. Like, it is it is something that is a really cool ecology Right. Oh, good word. You know, I just because it's so hard to get feedback. That's the real thing where it's like you put out your work and you you 
put so much fucking time and effort into it and then just no one says anything. Even when people see it, they're like, you're not hearing anything back, right? So how are you supposed to know what's good or what's bad if no one's saying anything? So, uh, yeah. I, I always appreciate any feedback I get for anything I do. Absolutely. Um, okay, Dan, do plugs now. Yes. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at IndieFilmPod. You can find us on Instagram at IndieFilmReviewPod. You can email us at TheIndieFilmReview at gmail.com. We have a Patreon if you would like to uh, donate to us. We have $1 tier, $3 tier, and $5 tier. $5 tier is for filmmakers. Uh, our waiting list for... Um, our waiting list for films is is six months because we have so many films. Like this film was submitted to us in February, and it's now mm-hmm. longer than six months. <laughs> yeah, it's been so long. Well, because you know what keeps happening is people keep, uh, keep sending uh, Patreon yeah. stuff to us. So. Yeah, yeah, they keep getting bumped. Unfortunately, so uh, if you have any complaints about this episode being too long or the audio sounding like shit, <laughs> <laughs> please email us at theindiefilmreview at gmail <laughs> And I will gladly take your uh, criticism into consideration. Yes. Thank you so much. Uh, thank you again for listening. I really, really appreciate it. If you want to help the show, uh, you can review us, like, and subscribe. I don't know. Ring the bell. What, what do we say? Who knows? Tap that uh, friendship icon. Um, but what really helps us is telling other people about the show. Yes. It's word of mouth. Using your mouth on other people's mouths to Ooh. communicate. Wait, is that how communication works? Yes. I, I think so. I think so. Go and kiss someone. <laughs> Uh, consensually and then if they like that kiss then they'll probably like this podcast so uh, thanks again i really appreciate it uh go check out the necropodicon <laughs> network uh that's the network we're associated with they probably won't want to be anymore after what i just said and uh thank you again dan you're the final word open mouth salivating Hell gums yeah. no teeth freedom tongue on gum no. tongue on gum action <laughs> tongue on gum tongue on gum on gum Necropoticon. Hard to pronounce? Easy to listen.